Hi, this is John Butters, Senior Earnings Analyst at FactSet, and welcome to this week's edition of the FactSet Earnings Insight Podcast. The FactSet Earnings Insight Podcast provides commentary and analysis on corporate earnings for the S&P 500. This analysis is based on content published in the FactSet Earnings Insight Report, which is available each week on the FactSet website at www.factset.com. We'll start this week's podcast with an update of the key metrics for the first quarter earnings season for the S&P 500 as we're wrapping up the final weeks of the earnings season. Then we'll discuss two topics of the week. First, in light of the CPI and PPI numbers released this past week, we'll look at how many companies in the S&P 500 are discussing inflation on their earnings calls for the first quarter. Second, we'll take another in-depth look at the forward P.E. ratio for the S&P 500 as it continues to fall. But first, let's provide an update for the first quarter earnings season for the index. At this point in time, the number of S&P 500 companies that are beating EPS estimates for the first quarter is equal to the average, but the magnitude of the surprises is below average. Due to these positive surprises, the index is reporting higher earnings for the first quarter today relative to the end of last week and relative to the end of the first quarter. However, the S&P 500 is reporting single-digit earnings growth for the first time since the fourth quarter of 2020. The lower earnings growth rate for the first quarter of 2022 relative to recent quarters can be attributed to both a difficult comparison to unusually high earnings growth in the first quarter of 2021 and continuing macroeconomic headwinds. Overall, 91% of the companies in the S&P 500 have reported actual results for the first quarter to date. Of these companies, 77% have reported actual EPS above estimates, which is equal to the five-year average of 77%. In aggregate, companies are reporting earnings that are 4.9% above estimates, which is below the five-year average of 8.9%. Due to these positive surprises, the index is reporting higher earnings for the first quarter today, relative to the end of last week, and relative to the end of the first quarter. The blended earnings growth rate for the first quarter is 9.1% today, compared to an earnings growth rate of 9% last week, and an earnings growth rate of 4.6% at the end of the first quarter back on March 31st. As a reminder, when we use the term blended, we're referencing that the growth rate combines actual results for companies that have reported and estimated results for companies that have yet to report. Positive earnings surprises reported by companies in multiple sectors were responsible for the small improvement in the earnings growth rate over the past week. Positive earnings surprises reported by companies in the healthcare, financials, and information technology sectors, partially offset by a negative surprise reported by a company in the consumer discretionary sector, have been the largest contributors to the improvement in the earnings growth rate for the index since the end of the first quarter on March 31st. If 9.1% is the actual growth rate for the quarter, it will mark the lowest earnings growth rate reported by the index since the fourth quarter of 2020. The lower earnings growth rate for the first quarter of 2022 relative to recent quarters can be attributed to both a difficult comparison to unusually high earnings growth in the first quarter of 2021 and continuing macroeconomic headwinds. In the first quarter of 2021, the S&P 500 reported year-over-year earnings growth of 91.1%, which is the second highest year-over-year earnings growth rate reported by the index since 2008. Companies also continue to face macroeconomic headwinds, including higher costs, supply chain disruptions, labor shortages, and the military conflict in Ukraine. Nine of the 11 sectors are reporting, or have already reported, year-over-year earnings growth, led by the energy sector at 268%, the materials sector at 42%, and the industrial sector at 33%. On the other hand, two sectors are reporting a year-over-year decline in earnings, the consumer discretionary sector at negative 34%, 
and the financial sector at negative 20%. The blended net profit margin for the S&P 500 for the first quarter is 12.3%, which is above the five-year average of 11.2%, but below the year-ago net profit margin of 12.8% and below the previous quarter's net profit margin of 12.4%. If 12.3% is the actual net profit margin for the quarter, it will mark the third straight quarter in which the net profit margin for the index has declined. On the other hand, it will also mark the fifth highest net profit margin reported by the index since FactSet began tracking this metric in 2008, trailing only the previous four quarters. Looking ahead, analysts are calling for earnings growth of 4.4% in the second quarter, 10.3% in the third quarter, and 9.8% in the fourth quarter. For all of 2022, analysts are calling for earnings growth of 10.1%. And during the week, 15 S&P 500 companies, including three Dow 30 components, are scheduled to report results for the first quarter. High-profile companies expected to report earnings during the week include Home Depot, Lowe's Companies, Walmart, Target, and Cisco Systems. Now let's move on to our first topic of the week, which is commentary on inflation by S&P 500 companies. The market continues to be concerned about higher inflation. Consumer prices increased by 8.3% in April, which was the second-largest year-over-year increase since 1982. In light of these recent high inflation numbers, have more S&P 500 companies than normal commented on inflation during their earnings conference calls for the first quarter? Well, FactSet Document Search, which allows users to search for keywords or phrases across multiple document types, was used to answer this question. Through Document Search, FactSet searched for the term inflation in the conference call transcripts of all the S&P 500 companies that conducted earnings conference calls from March 15th through May 12th. Of these 445 companies, 377 have cited the term inflation during their earnings calls for the first quarter, which is well above the five-year average of 155. In fact, this is the highest overall number of S&P 500 companies citing inflation on earnings calls going back to at least 2010, using current index constituents and going back in time. The previous record was 356, which occurred in the fourth quarter of 2021. However, there are still about 40 S&P 500 companies that have not reported actual earnings for the first quarter to date, so the final number will likely finish even higher. It should also be noted that 85% of the S&P 500 companies that have conducted earnings calls for the first quarter have cited inflation during the call. This is also the highest percentage of S&P 500 companies citing inflation on earnings calls going back to at least 2010. The previous record was 74%, which also occurred in the fourth quarter of 2021. At the sector level, the industrial sector at 62 and the financial sector at 55 have the highest number of companies citing inflation on earnings calls for the first quarter. On the other hand, the material sector at 100% and the consumer staple sector at 96% have the highest percentages of companies citing inflation on their earnings calls for the first quarter during this period. Given the high number of S&P 500 companies that have cited inflation on Q1 earnings calls, have net profit margin expectations for the S&P 500, for the second quarter, and for the full year been revised? Will the current net profit margin estimate of 12.5% for the second quarter is below the estimate of 12.7% back on March 31st? The current net profit margin estimate of 12.6% for 2022 is also below the estimate of 12.7% back on March 31st. Now let's move on to our second topic of the week, which is the continuing decline of the forward P.E. ratio for the S&P 500. On May 12th, the closing price for the S&P 500 was 39.3008, and the forward 12-month EPS estimate for the index 
was $237.18. Based on this closing price and EPS estimate, the forward 12-month P.E. ratio for the S&P 500 on this date was 16.6. How does this 16.6 P.E. ratio compare to historical averages? How much has it changed in recent months? Well, the forward 12-month P.E. ratio of 16.6 on May 12th was below the 5-year average of 18.6 and below the 10-year average of 16.9. However, it was still above the next three most recent historical averages, the 15-year average of 15.5, the 20-year average of 15.5 as well, and the 25-year average of 16.5. In fact, prior to the past four days, this marked the first time the forward 12-month P.E. ratio was below the 10-year average of 16.9 since April 7th of 2020. However, the forward 12-month P.E. ratio of 16.6 on this date was still well above the lowest P.E. ratio of the past nine years of 13.1, which was recorded on March 23rd of 2020. At the sector level, five sectors had forward 12-month P.E. ratios on May 12th that were below their 10-year averages, led by the energy and material sectors. On the other hand, five sectors had forward 12-month P.E. ratios that were above their 10-year averages on that date, led by the utilities and consumer staple sectors. One sector, the healthcare sector, had a forward 12-month P.E. ratio equal to its 10-year average. On January 3, 2022, the S&P 500 closed at a record high value, of 4796.56. The forward 12-month P.E. ratio on that date was 21.4. From January 3rd through May 12th, the price of the S&P 500 decreased by 17.5%, while the forward 12-month EPS estimate increased by 6.1%. Thus, the decrease in the P has been the main driver of the decrease in the forward P.E. ratio since January 3rd. It is important to note that on May 12th, analysts were still projecting record high EPS for the S&P 500 of $229.22 for calendar year 2022 and $251.22 for calendar year 2023. If not, the forward 12-month P.E. ratio would likely have been higher than 16.6. This concludes our podcast for this week. Thank you for listening. For more information on the topics discussed today and other market-moving trends, Please visit the FactSet website at www.factset.com and check out the full FactSet Earnings Insight Report, our FactSet Insight Blog, and our Street Account Podcasts. And of course, stay tuned for next week's edition of the FactSet Earnings Insight Podcast. Mm-hmm.